There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Match Ball. The podcast is brought to you by Levi Solicitors. Welcome along. I'm Dan Moylan. With me, Michael Normanson. Hello. Moscow White as well. Daniel Chapman. Hello. You know, it's funny, I woke up this morning and under a bit of a cloud thinking, I hate these days when I go into a game with no expectation uh, of Leeds United winning and it goes to show what I know because that was brilliant, wasn't it? That was the best we played in a very, very long time. And it turns out Leicester are shit without Jamie Vardy. So I don't know why we were worried. They're not though, they're good without Jamie Vardy. That's how good we are. They're just not good enough to beat the mighty Leeds United. Nobody is. Nobody ever will be ever again. Unless we play Brighton. Yeah, and we're going to lose to, I mean, Everton will be up for it after losing to Newcastle, won't they? So that's that's a nailed-on defeat. Well, the daft thing is... Pitch will probably just catch on fire in the first <laughs> minute, and that'll be the end of that. Have to dig it all up again. Straight through the well. Uh, Rafinha. <laughs> well, Rafinha won't be playing. Who, who's, no. who's, our, who's our next most valuable player? Uh, Rodrigo, he won't be playing. He's Costa. also injured. Costa, um, Te- on paper anyway. Yeah, Costa, Costa will be fine. Bamford, he was limping at the end though, wasn't he? So, <laughs> so they're all dead. It's a good Good day. It's a good day, but everyone's dead. Uh, With reference to Brighton, I just remarked to you off air, Michael, before we started recording this, that you would have taken beating Brighton and then losing this game today, wouldn't you, ahead of time? But as it's turned out, it's all fine because we're staying up because we're Leeds United and we're in the Premier League forever now, I think. That would have been more respectful of us to do that. We're Mm. breaking rules, aren't we? That's That's why some people are upset with the way we play because it's not right to go and beat teams like like that away from home. Know your place. And it's turned out much better this way because the defeat to Brighton we can just blame entirely 100% was all down to the pitch and nothing else and that was a victory because we're a brilliant brilliant football team so it's perfect to have done it this way around felt very nice that and whilst I was feeling slightly negative when I first woke up this morning uh, I did say to you in the first half that it's nice that we go into these games or we go through these games even though we were under pressure at times with a sense that we could win it and because we can and we did it felt to me like that was going to be a bit like the Liverpool game where we're going to play well but ultimately lose it. But we didn't. I don't know why. I just, I just had that, that feeling about it was going to be end-to-end and it might end up 3-2 to them or something. But in the end, they, they didn't exactly carve us open at any points, did they? There were a few moments where it looked like it might break to them and there was the, the chance where it was at the far post and it was Evans and Perez both got within about an inch of it and a couple of long shots. and I don't know, but it, it never felt like we were under any massive sustained pressure. We still have a lot to be thankful for Ilan Melier for lots of good saves again, but they weren't um, coming in. Like it wasn't one-way traffic. 
to use the cliche at any point, it was fairly even and because Leicester are dead good, really, that was going to happen. Um, but our keeper is better than their goalkeeper. He only let in one. That idiot let in three. <laughs> Ken Bates was right to get rid of him at the first opportunity. The one thing he got right at our club, the, the thing he got wrong was bringing him here ever at all in the first place. <laughs> Let's run through the goals then. Uh, Harvey Barnes scored after 13 minutes. Was there a sense of here we go again with that one? Uh, there was a sense of it all being your fault because uh, just as the ball was breaking through, you started off on some mad comment about, oh, wouldn't it be great if this was nil-nil at the end of this? I'd take nil-nil from I, here. I said a, I and said, you could see I the said move. A, no, I said a nice, sensible Premier League draw would be fine for today. And you could see the move developing, that they were just in that mode of um, carving us open. Phillips had followed whichever one it was that didn't score. He'd followed him. And then the one that did score was left free. So everybody was marking the players they should be. Searing analysis there from, from Daniel Chapman. That one everybody, did score. everybody was marking the players that they should have been, but nobody was marking the player that scored. So somebody should have been marking him. That's that's my... Um, I know I'm straying into Michael's coaching territory here, but that's the way I saw it. Um, although I did not call the equaliser as well, or was that you, Moscow? No, that was me, but that was because I'd seen it on Twitter before it appeared on our screen. Ah, at least so. you've been honest about that, because you said, yeah, it would be nice if we got a quick equaliser, and we did, but it, it turns out you were cheating, because our street, uh, our coverage was a little behind. They're all streams now. They of course, all, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. The, uh, the TV stream. The TV stream. Yes, that that's what I meant. And Stuart Dallas scored a goal, a very nice goal and a nice finish. He was move. great today. Good move, wasn't it? Ailing started it as well. Ailing did that very ailing thing where he steps in to intercept the ball and then rather than pass it, just keeps going for a bit. Found Bamford and then Dallas also just didn't stop running. And great finish as well. I know I know we mentioned Schmeichel. I sort of wanted someone to shout at him when all of our goals went in. <laughs> and I don't think it's completely unreasonable to expect that Bamford would score past him and then go, ah But I would have I would have appreciated it. Why? Why? I don't know. It just, just annoys me. Just because he used to play for us and he, Hollywood, the whole Hollywood saves Yeah, stuff. the stuff about... But well, he didn't take it very well when we called his dad a cunt. Which, was, <laughs> which you know, he, he should have just taken that in his stride. You think? <laughs> we were being nice. Said this again and again. It was, it was about as warm a welcome as he could have hoped for. And if he couldn't take it in the spirit, it was an olive branch with very insulting words about his father on it. <laughs> but if he couldn't, you know, grasp that, then up to him and he's you know he's carried a chip ever since and what's he done eh nothing nah Leicester so talk me through that that first half and your thoughts kind of going in towards half time it was fairly evenly matched wasn't it really first half no we were loads better than them were in the we? first half yeah I've forgotten I thought we were just about edged it as well they're, they're obviously dangerous but without Vardy on the pitch they're not sort of terrifyingly dangerous are they like you don't mind them breaking because you when it falls to Perez and it's a half chance you kind of imagine they'll not quite get there or real shoot wide we should have been in in the lead because the uh, the goal that was ruled out because Click was allegedly offside he may well have been but the way that Kasper Schmeichel went running over towards the assistant referee as if he was Franz Beckenbauer in 1975 should have been enough for them to go you know what yeah actually we've looked at it on the television screen he is offside but you've been such a prick about it they can have the goal yeah. and nobody's ever going to talk about the save you made well, he should have caught it, shouldn't he? I've, I've jotted that down on my notes. Ridiculous Hollywood save, palming it away like that. Should have caught it when Harrison did that volley. Well, oh, ha- half volley, wasn't oh, it? Oh, they could have disallowed the goal and given him a red card. Yep. Uh, well, well, there was the, there was the when he parried away Harrison's um, volley, but then also the one that led up to the goal when Click turned it in where he 
He pushed it against ah, the yeah. crossbar. Held it against the bar, yeah, showing off. Well, he, he didn't hold it against the bar. Otherwise, Click wouldn't have been able to put it in. So he only did half a job anyway. <laughs> and well done, Sean Massey, as well, for that offside to stop Leicester going back in front again. That was a... And you'll notice, none of our players went sprinting over to tell her how to do a job. Whereas Casper no. Schmeichel thinks... Richard Keyes might have done, but... Uh, I think he was on a, a, a plane all the way over, wasn't he? But Casper uh, Schmeichel thinks that they need his help. Whereas the Leeds players just go, well, we will trust you and we'll await your correct decision. She also had to help the referee out in the second half when there was a... Um, Bamford had it in the corner and it was the most obvious corner in the world. And one of their players kicked it straight out and the referee was quite close to it and he gave a goal kick and Massey had to go, nope, that's a corner. I mean, they said at one point uh, Mike Dean was the video assistant referee and I imagine they probably all just kind of had the volume down very low for that and then it's kind of... Did you, oh, Kai, you're breaking up, Mike. Yeah, Sorry, you're breaking so up. We'll, we'll just go with the on-field what decision. What do you say? Bamford's armpit hair was offside. What are you saying, Mike? Fuckers. What, uh, what happened to Mike Dean today? It's not like him to not want to be seen or heard or make known it about, about. Make it about him. There was the penalty chance, wasn't there, when um, Liam Cooper had, was gently stroking, was it for Farfa? As he took him down, and uh, <laughs> whatever it's called, I don't know. I don't just, mean, just run through some names for Farfa Nadidi, and who's the other one? Um, they've, they've got under, haven't they? Under odor, <laughs> um, under armor, all that. They've all got funny names. The last players. I mean, Vardy is a funny name when it comes down to it. Um, in that uh, first half, oh, actually, I've written down lovely move one two one two one two, which sounds like a sound technician doing a. Uh, a setup check, you know, when they're setting up for a gig. Uh, what, what was that about? Was that, that about was the, the one that led up? No, that will have been um, when uh, Stuart Dallas. It ended with Stuart Dallas with a really good chance to just kind of put. Oh, was that, was it through R- to score. R- Rafinha's chance? No, am I thinking no, of that one? He basically just. I mean, there was there was a few. I'm trying to read your mind to make it sound like well, you. Well, underneath on the next line, I've put Rafa bastard shot, scum save. What does that make any sense to anyone? Yeah, there was that through ball to him, wasn't there? And it was a decent. It was a decent shot. Do you we, think Schmeichel showed off for that one? Of course he did. Yeah, We had lots of them, though. We were very good in the first half. It was only the second half. Um, I mean, we were that good. Brendan Rodgers is making substitutions after half an hour and then another one at half time, um, trying desperately to come up with some sort of plan to get his forlorn team um, back in the game any way he could. And it did work, sort of, the first 15 minutes of the second half. Uh, Leicester looked a lot better. But we got to grips with it, though, to be fair, their change in formation, which appeared to be, was it sort of a three at the back and then four in midfield when they were in possession? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they did go three at the back, but I don't know how many they had at the back in the first half. So it was either more or less. And they changed that to being a different number. Something else. And it seemed to be working for them, (laughs) um, but then it didn't. So they may as well not have bothered. There was a real danger, though, at half time of them making changes and getting back into it because that is the danger isn't it when you've been good in the first half that you haven't capitalised on those chances but it turns out Leicester City are rubbish and we're great and we just improved as the half went on are Newcastle better than them because that second half against Newcastle it did feel like we were hanging on whereas this one not so much I mean I was saying the other day that I thought Leicester will probably win the Premier League and I feel like they've let me down they're not going to do though are they after they might well, I think we've ruined their season now they've de- we've derailed it they'll have the striker back soon Vardy will be back soon and they do have good players. I mean, we've done actually a very good job to keep players like um, Madison and the other ones quiet. I'll, even Albrighton, I mean, we have that one thing where we let um, Albrighton run in off the wing um, just all the way into our six-yard box, at which point he passed us. He, he somehow managed to still pass 
get into our penalty area and play a pass and they had a turning um, shot that Melier stops. And that might have been the goal, actually, because it went through Melier's legs, didn't it? They did that a couple of times, but only a couple of times. And they didn't, you know, get much from it because we won. And we did. And we won by virtue of the fact that we scored more than them. And for Bamford's goal on 70 minutes, I've written down the words, and this has taken up two lines of text on my notepad. I've gone outside the uh, the normal confines of a, of a generally lined page and said, Paddy, and then boom, in capital letters and a big exclamation mark at the end, because that's what it was, wasn't it? Who wants to make the obvious joke? Do you want it or do you want it? I don't know. I, what? Bamford, fox hunting? No? Mm. There's one in there, but... Yeah, write your own punchline anyway. You, I mean, you're doing it... A- the build-up a disservice by just saying it was a, a booming shot because that suggests he just picked it up from nothing. Whereas I, actually, I wasn't doing a dis- disservice. I just didn't notice it at the time and I wrote down the words, Paddy, boom. But thank God we've got replays because that pass by Rafinha and Stroke as well. Stroke's pass is good. Rafinha's is beautiful. Stroke's class, uh, Stroke's pass is world-class. Um, Rafinha's was space age. It was incredible, was that? And particularly Bamford for... Finding that half yard because the guy at the far side was at the right back who was playing him on side. Beautiful. But what a strike. And we've been saying, I mean, I don't think we're Bamford bashing by saying he'd been pretty ineffectual up to a point today. And you were, we were all kind of going, eh, would you put Tyler Roberts on just to change it? You know, freshen things up, new, you know, fresh pair of legs. I'd have made a change. And then he scored and got an assist within about 10 <laughs> minutes of that. So, but again, that, that's why we're sat here and we're not Marcelo Bielsa and certainly not Patrick Bamford. It was about five minutes before he scored that he'd um, he tried a chest control on the halfway line and had chested itself like beyond his feet and just to a Leicester player. I was like, yeah, come on. And he did He did his classic Bamford thing. He then chased back to win the ball back in our penalty area and we won a, a free kick. But it is still kind of, I mean, it was a Becchio moment where, you know, first touch off the chest and he's chasing the ball back into our penalty box. And there was a there was a lot of that in the game where it was kind of um, work rate, but touch not really there and nothing really coming off for him and giving the ball away quite a lot. Um, and there wasn't much to choose between that and his Newcastle performance. And with Tyler Roberts having played so well when he came on against Newcastle, yeah, I was ready for a change and let, let's see what Tyler can do against this lot. But it's strikers, isn't it? You can have a, all the games. The difference between a good game and a bad game is generally wellying it into the top corner quite yeah. often with a little off the bar. Which Sh- the chef's just, kiss. Yeah, just that little touch as it went through. Beautiful. Um, and it was great. And would Tyler Roberts have done that? Don't know. No way of knowing. Bamford was on the pitch. Bamford scored the goal. Well, the other point and is... Bamford takes all the credit, apart from the credit, goes to Pascal Stroik for the brilliant pass and then Rafinha for putting him through as well. I was going to say the, um, you know, the comparison to last season when we said his game lives and dies by goals and, and this is the very proof of that whole idea, isn't it? All strikers do. Yeah, might not might not be great, might not be working for you. Spank it into the top corner. All right, that. And we should, well, we should. I want to uh, big up Pascal Stroik's contribution in that because he was um, second to that ball. It wasn't a 50-50 challenge. He had to come a long way to beat the player to it. And then a first time to then have the composure for that first time pass to see Rafinha's there and play the ball was very, very good indeed. And I've liked um, Stroik set up the uh, the third one as well from very deep, although it's maybe giving him a lot of credit, but it was a good lot, a good block. And him at centre-back is good because I think he's had a bit of a, um, a bit of a meander where he's trying to do Calvin Phillips' job and he's not very good at it. So that impression arises that Pascal Stroik's never going to be any good. But play him at centre-half 
absolutely fine. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And to continue the Bamford chat, he had an assist for, for Harrison's goal for uh, six minutes from time. Other than that, let's just fast forward quickly to the post match interview and to conclude the chat we were just having there about him. <laughs> blowing. Sorry about that. You haven't my Bamford impression. Accidentally gone through to some sort of adult niche chat line. Although, if anybody does want to, anyway, carry on. Three ninety nine a minute. I think Phil hated that joke earlier today. Absolutely blowing out of his ass there in the post match interview. Which goes, but it goes to show the the level of effort that they. No, it goes to show that he's really unfit. The other players are fine, (laughs) and they they put him up. He he always looks like a, a sweaty ghost. You can't breathe. Whereas you stand Jackie Harrison up there and he's just like, he could play another 90 minutes. He's not bothered. No. It does It does genuinely go to show the amount of work that he's putting in. No, I think, front, he, uh, I think he puts it on. I think he does like little sprints just before the interview because there's plenty of time. He's He's been around the pitch. He's shaken hands with everybody. He's clapped the empty stands and stuff. And then he's still, he can't still be then going over to the, the interviews like, <laughs> having a coronary. I think he's, he's doing little exercises right. to make him look tired so he can be on the pitch like, Oh, wow. Worked so hard today. One of, I uh, tell you. One of the funny conversations we've had a few times just off air is about how good they are as footballers. Because we've always said, I could pass to each other with the accuracy that they do, um, but I couldn't do that and run around. And, you know, it's like all the various elements of the game. What are the, what are the things we identified? It was the, the speed of the passing, the amount of uh, running that they do, and there's one other thing. I can't remember what it was, but either way. The it kicking was, it into the goal, but... Could have been that, that yeah. It's like, I feel like I could do one of them, but I couldn't run around for 90 minutes and I couldn't pass to my teammates. Like The getting tackled thing, like when you've got big blokes kicking you. Not like a fan. That, yeah, trying to do do the rest of it while that's happening. Not easy. That, that, that goal, though, was... It was strange because I think I said when it was happening, where are all their players? Because yeah. all of a sudden they had they had a free kick which Helder Costa had skillfully given away, as you pointed out, 
uh, Moscow, and yeah, which, which has led being, to our goal. Being criticised for a stupid foul in a dangerous situation, I said, nope. It's a, we'd been talking all game that we need a bit more cynicism. We need some more fouling. Mm. So he'd done that and we scored from it. I think he gets the, uh, I think it's um, uh, scoring chances created from fouling situations is the statistic. You'll mm. get that on that stats bomb. XG, no. Anyway, he's yeah, he's the one. He gets a We'll have to think of an acronym for that. But but compared to, I mean, I watched West Brom against Fulham yesterday. West Brom, I mean, I know they got a point out of it, but at any point in that move, West Brom would just kick that ball out of play because they'd be saying we are defending now and we'll attack in a bit when we get a position to attack. Whereas we just went, well, if we just pass it, pass it again, everyone runs forward, score a goal. Yeah, it's like, well, the whole modern game is built around transition, isn't it? Whereas West Brom doesn't seem to do it. Their transition is to boot it very hard. And it does start with, um, you can't give him too much credit for this, but Stroik's header away from their free kick is deft rather than just a rose Z boom off the top of his um, his big head. It's a, you know, I'll put this into an area where I know one of our players is going to be. And then from then on, it's Dallas does lovely, Click does lovelier, and Bamford, all the generosity in the world. And uh, yeah, finally, square. he wouldn't have squared that, would he, if, uh, if he hadn't scored, I don't know. No, never. Not a chance. Absolutely not. No strike. He'd have shot and missed. <laughs> Boo, Tyler. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, very good of him to square that. Um, nice to see Haradonna getting up there. And he had Costa behind him as well, had he not made it. So we had, we had a couple of options. And when you were asking where are all the Leicester players on that, compare it to a likely situation of Leeds chasing that back. You know where all Leeds' mm. players would have been. They would have been right there trying to stop it. That's where we're... Much, much you don't you don't see it developing either. In fairness, when you show the replay from the wide angle, they've left a man back. It's not like they've pushed everyone forward. They've left a man back on an attacking free kick, which is which is standard. That's how you do it. That's how you defend them. But it's just that they need to leave about four men back because yeah. we all run really quickly towards their goal as uh, soon as we get the ball. And that's exactly where Bielsa's system has one of its great strengths. Is, is it sustainable? Probably not, Steve. Um, is it sustainable for another three wins? But it's the fact that they're belting up the pitch with six minutes to go, like their lives depend on it, already winning 2-1 to put that game to bed because they can and they know that they're not going to get tracked. And brilliant. And that's not system so much as I think that's character. That's where he's got the players to believe in the idea that um, Ben White was talking about it in the, the thing he did with The Athletic about what he learned from um, Bielsa and what his last instructions was before you go on the pitch that he just said, run. If you lose the ball, run after it and get it back. And in any situation, run, run after the ball and make things happen. And um, it's more of a a mindset. It's not because, you know, chaos gets used around Leeds United a lot and there's nothing necessarily systematic about the way that they run in those situations or if they're running back to defend, they're just, you know, everybody's running towards their man. But the crucial thing is running and having the attitude in the, whatever it was, 80th minute to do all that running, knowing that you'll be able to go on BT Sport afterwards and be like, a lot of running today. God, so tired. Check just, me out. Just talking about Ben White, I see that Brighton uh, are hovering around the relegation places. Have you noticed that? I have, yeah. Yep. They are uh, 17th. They have 18 points and uh, that's just four more than Fulham. Um, they might go down and we probably won't. We really shouldn't now, should we? No. I do still always look at, like even that, the uh, the West Brom Fulham game that was two all. I did think good result for us that both dropping points. I'm still looking at it, but I probably don't need to. When you can't even properly enjoy Sheffield United picking up what was it like their fifth point of the season at Old Trafford, 
Well, we don't need them getting ahead of steam, do we? They are, how many points behind us? Like 21 points behind us. <laughs> I mean... Breathing down our necks. We've, we've, we've <laughs> thrown then, bigger leads than that away. Well, that's true, yeah. They do, they've got 17 games left, and that's a seven-game swing for them just to catch us. Yeah, it's probably fine. And it's good to see like Burnley lose. I mean, just to contrast our performance there, Burnley went to Chelsea today and didn't have a shot. Uh, did they not try, or did they not have any? Or uh, they, they didn't have any. I presume they weren't bothered. I think they went, probably went there for a nil-nil. Then Chelsea scored, and they went ah well. That's we'll it, just we'll it? try and grind this to a one-nil, and then they scored towards the end as well. So they went oh well, two-nil defeat, good result that. And we're in a very similar situation to Burnley in some ways when we go to a team like Chelsea or Leicester that the, the words free hit get used, and when it is a free hit then under those circumstances, attack the fuck out of them, you know, hit them. Whereas if it's a free hit for Burnley, which it surely must be, well, why don't they have a swing? Mm. Or at least try and do something which will make them better in other games rather than just yeah. you can, accept that we will never, we will never ever have an ambition to win one of these games. You can have a free hit at us, Burnley. Don't want to. I'm saving think, me energy. I think yeah. the uh, the free, <laughs> the free hit kind of works from a psychological perspective, doesn't it? Because it, it helps to go into games like this with no expectations. As much as it hung over me like a cloud this morning, uh, hating the idea of embracing that. But I think it's probably just kind of a bit of you know self defence, isn't it? It's self protection, so you don't start getting ideas above your station and thinking we could win this today, and then being disappointed. It's a good sign that we won, though. It's very good because if we can go around all the teams that beat us in the first half of the season and beat them back while not losing to the teams that we beat in the first half of the season, I think we could still win the league. One of my other um, incisive scientific notes was, dangerous from corners, we are, and them. <laughs> we actually were dangerous from corners today. Scored from one, didn't we? Yeah. No, scored from another. Pascal Stroik was inches away, wasn't it? The, mm. I can't remember who was on the line. He just managed to flail a stud at it, and it just nicked it off the end of his foot, didn't it? And you could see as he did it, him saying, fuck's sake. <laughs> What would you say then? Best win of the season, that one? Probably, yeah. It's up there with Liverpool on the opening day. <laughs> I mean, the, the Villa win was very satisfying, but I know Villa were in good form when we played them, but they're not not—they're not actually that good, are they? No, Whereas, I don't think a lot of the Premier League's actually that good. Leicester have, have been good for years now. Yeah. And, and like, we'll probably finish, they'll certainly finish in the top six. I'm quite serious about thinking them capable of winning the league. It might depend on Vardy coming back, but they could definitely do it. It does go to show, though, doesn't it, about the importance of having your key men available in your side because you take Vardy out of that side and they're far less threatening going forward. So let's see us on Wednesday without Rodrigo, Rafinha, possibly Bamford. But the point I'm making is it still applies to Leicester and they're still up pushing the Champions League places, which goes to show that we're doing all right. That that team we finished the game with was weaker than the team we had in the Championship, you would say, because there was no Ben White in it. We had Pascal Stroik, who a year ago was the guy who'd come on and fucked up against Cardiff was about all he was known for. Yeah, he's terrified of um, who was there. What's that little number 10 called? Tomlin. Terrified of Tomlin, wasn't he? And Liam Cooper is that, was... Um, is that Tomlin? Tom, yes. Uh, <laughs> Lily's son. He's, um, Liam Cooper was good as well today in the way that he kind of hoped. He hasn't seemed to really shake off his championship League One boots so far this season, but that was just a sign of him playing a few games, which is not really nobody in our defence has really put a successive number of games together. But he was good today. And maybe that's um, something we might get in the second half of the season without Robin Cock or Llorente. It's just going to be Cooper and Stroik and they will be 
solid as a rock and uh, we'll just sell cock and urenta because we won't need them. It is annoying that all the money we spent has been basically for nothing. Yeah, it's, it's 50-50. Isn't it's all it? just on a big bonfire now. There's that pride <laughs> that we can stick out our championship team yeah. and they're beating a Champions League contender. But then there's also that frustration of just, could we not? Could but, we just have them playing? I mean, we're not allowed nice things, Moscow. Sorry. Thank you for the money, 49ers. I'm afraid it's all gone on broken people. Never mind. That said, do you th- I mean, I know Click himself wasn't necessarily brilliant because he's going to take maybe a little bit of time to rediscover his form and get back up to speed. But don't you think we looked a little bit more solid after he came on for Rodrigo? I mean, it was early on, wasn't it? So it was, it was kind of hard to say. I thought, And that's no criticism of Rodrigo, by the way. Weirdly, the midfield was all right today. I thought that's where we'd struggle against Tielemans and... Um, Madison. Madison, that's the guy's name. Uh, but it wasn't particularly a problem. I don't feel, I certainly don't feel we were overrunning there. And I, I guess they were missing Ndidi as well, who's their defensive linchpin of it all, isn't he? So it, it was actually fairly even in midfield. We were letting them do their classic thing, and it's how the goal came of just running through the middle of us. But that's where um, Stroik and Cooper deserve credit for defending well once we got to that situation. It's always kind of, you know, Bielsa's team is like a big ring around the pitch, and the, the middle of it is empty and it relies on the defenders defending so with Calvin as well the three of them stopping their midfielders when they got to the penalty area and not playing the right that's enough it was fairly even going up there now it was fairly even in that respect as well because they ran through us a few times and we did it to them a few times and it was it felt more or less a draw through the midfield and Rodrigo had started off all right I thought so it was kind of a bit annoying um not to see him play but there is an argument for Click in that position instead, just with his slightly more defensive head. Do you think we um, we sat a little bit deeper and, and boxed a little bit clever in that second half? I mean, was that due to how Leicester played, or do you think we just tweaked it a wee bit? Fucking no idea. <laughs> Don't know. Should we ask, um, ask Phil that on Thursday because he's got half an idea. Yeah, about he's football. got. So, well, Bielsa has said um, something about um, how it took a while. The first half went as planned, but we took ten minutes to adjust to the Foxes' changes. After the break, which is pretty much what, that's, that's what we I said, said before, yeah. yeah. So, oh, you're, you're taking credit for that. It's not a collective responsibility. I didn't hear you saying anything as good as that. Um, <laughs> and uh, Bielsa also still believes that the Villa performance is the best so far. So um, you were, you were wrong with that. No, he's wrong about that one. <laughs> I'm right. Um, but yeah, I think it was it was that that we just couldn't. Um, Leicester had a much better idea about what they were doing in the second half and it took us a while to deal with that because you know they are a good team you're never going to get 90 minutes against a team like Leicester that is all yours um, right heroes and villains then before we uh, we box this one off good stuff bad stuff I mean Bamford for making us look collectively stupid when we were all like yeah he's not really doing it is he man of the match apparently <laughs> Twitter is absolutely full of praise for him it's it's strange you know I don't deny it was a brilliant goal and that um, his work rate was there but I wasn't really seeing it today but then fair enough yeah, it's heroic in the end, and the goal is something that um, they'll do. Uh, they'll do in every angle of that. It's one of the best things on YouTube is when you can watch them, especially the every angle of the um, uh, Jackie Harrison's volley against Newcastle, because every time it goes in, you can hear their defender its share going in the goal, and he's really close to a microphone, and you hear him go. I think he he goes, "Oh, for fuck's sake, this is fucking unfair." <laughs> and it's every single time because there's no other noise on it. They they play the commentary the first time, but then they run out and then it is just, you hear, it's that little, as uh, Jackie controls it, as I now realise he did, then the, whoosh, as he kicks it, then the little, off the post, and then, 
fuck's sake. On Love repeat it. for ages. So hopefully there'll be some of that. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to watching Bamford's goal over and over again. Who else have you got for a, for a hero ship then? Stroik yep. set up the goals and was brilliant. Ailing and Dallas as well. I thought they were both brilliant today. That's everyone. Ailing and Dallas are both have been brilliant now for this is their th- they're into their third year of being brilliant and they were both all right before then. But it's now three years of have, they, have either of them had a, a bad run of games in that time? I mean, Stuart Dallas has been out the team now and then, but never that was always just like people got bored of him more than anything else. <laughs> but there was that moment in the first half where uh, where he turned out of two people, Dallas, with that little mm. he did the little drag back, didn't he, and turned sideways. And I just thought. You've come on so far as a player. That's absolutely fantastic. I mean, there was a lot of pressure on him for our third goal when he got the ball there. That wasn't an easy situation to find. Click from there. Um, Costa for his... Uh, yeah, came on, changed the game. His assist for the third. Yeah. <laughs> Very happy with his performance. Sean Massey, good work on the line. Very good. Another hero. She did disallow a goal for us. Did she? she was no, right. that, was, that was the other linesman. Oh, was... Correct. Right. Okay, yeah. Then the other linesman can get to fuck well there was only one linesman not the other one wow. sexist pigs I'm sick of working with you and your sexism you hateful pair of bastards any villains you two for your sexism and so on Johnny Evans having a scum face Casper mm. yeah. Schmeichel scum face and showing scum. off he was trying to show off too much yeah there was no I mean we would have had a goal if he just let that one in from the corner instead of putting it against the crossbar so do you know what I enjoyed about Kasper Schmeichel's performance, actually? That he lost. That he picked it out of the net three times. Mm. I enjoyed that. It was particularly good. Do you uh, think he'll, and I'm sure as well, they'll be glad that's not an away game because I bet their coach journeys home are just full of him blaming everybody, explaining how nothing was his fault. Uh, anyone else that you want to point fingers at? Don't think so. No? Happy no, day, isn't it? Not much villainy. Do you know what I like best about this today? Not just the win, but the fact that it's reversed what was a little bit of a lesson for us, I think, when we played them before Christmas. I think they taught us a bit of a lesson that day. So to be able to do that to them on their own patch, uh, it felt nice. It was a bit of a, re- of a reversal of that game as well. And that In that game, we had a lot of possession and they just scored some goals because they kept breaking and they were good at that. And then we did that today. Cause it, I was looking on the, the big chances created thing and on sofa score and they, they were attacking momentum and they had most momentum, but then we just scored when we had it, which was, which was pretty much what they did to us. So... Is that an aggregate win? Not quite. What score was it? It's a moral win. It was 4-1 to it them. It was 4-1, wasn't, wasn't it? it? So, uh, Bastards. Oh, yeah. well. But if, if our disallowed goal hadn't been disallowed, which it shouldn't have been. And yeah, there was and a, and a soft penalty more. in the first leg. Yeah. We'd been robbed here if, yeah. this, if this two-legged cup tie. And that first one was just should never have happened. But at least we are through to the next round. But Karen Carney will be pleased. Bamford was saying, talking about the first leg against Leicester when he went the, the first league game. Yeah, hence flogging this particular joke to death. Right, um, let's sign but off. But he was very tired at the time, wasn't he? So he probably yeah. wasn't thinking straight. Well, I was tired watching that as well. It's exhausting watching Leeds, but I'm enjoying it at the minute. Thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you uh, through the week. See you in a bit. The Match Ball. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.